Welcome to Podcasting Without Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we're once again bringing you some brand new analysis. Hey friends, I'm Rin Mardia. And my name is Brendan, and welcome back to another week of Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. And Ernie let me know before we started, she blasphemed against this season. Because this season so far has been good, and last night was great. Last night had everything that I want in an episode of The Bachelorette. Uh, did it? Okay. Competent hosts was the only thing that was missing. Okay. Okay. But Honestly. Think, okay. Incredibly attractive lead. Check. Yes. Bad people. Check. Yes. Bad people forcibly removed early before they continue to cause issues. Check. Yes. Clear connection with a individual that suggests that this person is probably one of, if not the front runner for the rest of the season. Check. Okay. She is check, check. All those checks. Check for sure. Um stamped still bored. Okay. <laughs> Also, not necessary, but always appreciated, overly aggressive date. Check. Yes, overly aggressive date. Still bored. I'm bored with this season. At some point, like I said, this has to become a you problem because I could not enjoy me joining this more. And Michelle is a smitten kitten for Nate. Okay, she is smitten for Nate. Do you think that... It's going to be down to him and Joe at the end. Yeah. 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 Also, my eye has a weird twitch right now. And it's doing that thing. Like, I feel my eye, my eyelid, like, fluttering. And it's weird. So I might as well wear an eye patch for the rest of this episode. I don't know. Do a Halloween thing. Maybe it'll make what I have to say even more sinister. Because, like I said, still bored. Michelle, I do. I do like her a lot. She is really pretty. Still bored with her. Still bored with. A bunch of dudes, especially the pizzapreneur, Peter, <laughs> get out of my face, get out of my life, stop ruining jackets. <laughs> I so desperately want to go to his pizza restaurant and see if he can actually make a good pizza. Oh my god! You know, you know like, who we need to get he... on this case? You know who, who we need to get on this case? The king of pizza. Mr. One Bite himself. Dave Portnoy. Dave Portnoy knows pizza. Like, I literally was like, Joe? Grocery Joe? I mean, he's got sauce. Like, I don't know. This man, Dave Portnoy, eats a pizza every day. Yeah? I don't know who that is. (laughs) He's the founder and CEO of Barstool. I was going to try to take it, and then I was like, you know what? I don't care. I don't know who that is. Who is that? (laughs) He's the owner of Barstool Sports. Oh, okay. Is he? I don't know. I heard an interview with some Barstool Sports people on um, the Skim podcast once. Skim from the couch. Also now Skim 9 to 5, apparently. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah. I mean, I love pizza. I do not love Peter. He's the worst. He's ruining pizza for me for a little bit. I'm like, bro, get out. I was with, him, out, I was with, I was with him until he threw the jacket in the pool. I'm like, okay. come on, bro. You made him cry. Uh, like, 
this this whole this whole like not even relationship but this like thing between them is hilarious to me because i'm like (laughs) and the fact that will like he made will cry but like I feel like last week Will made him borderline cry in that classroom being like, <laughs> you know, how do you spell, um, was it how do you spell narcissist? Yeah, B-E-T-E-R. <laughs> so like this whole thing, like they're just like two angry boys at recess and Michelle's gonna be like, hey, you've got detention. You need to stop. Like that's who they are. <laughs> but Michelle no, didn't I... even know about the jacket, did she? No, she never found out. Do you think someone from production, now that Peter's gone, gave Will a new jacket? Uh, I hope they got this man a new jacket. I just love how, um, like, I was reading some of the comments online, and, you know, like, there was one, let me see, it was from The Bachelor, of course, but they were kind of making fun of the fact that he cried. Um, And people were like, hey, normalize men having real emotions. Maybe that jacket was really important to him. Maybe it was, like, sentimental. Maybe it was blah, blah, blah. You need to get off his back. <laughs> it was really great. But I was like, oh, gosh. Um, but, yeah, it's just a picture of Peter and Will. And they're just trying to figure out, yeah, like, why he cried. So, like, why he was crying. Um, where is it? Maybe, I honestly, like, we have to remember that maybe he just, maybe he just doesn't get told that people are proud of him or that he's good at something. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Yeah, we're, here we're, it is. We're getting way it's ahead like of ourselves. Here, here it is. Can you see it? No, it's <laughs> blurry and your screen is cracked. Uh, don't comment on the, scra- the cracked screen, okay? Look. Can you see it still? No? Yeah, that's, I, I, I don't know. I was okay with it. It's blurry and your screen is cracked. Get on it. Get out of here. <laughs> Yeah, the, the blurry part was necessary. The screen crack wasn't, but I thought I'd comment on it anyway. There was a low blow. I already told you every time I hold that screen, or every time I hold it up to the screen, I always say, ignore the cracked screen. And the one time I didn't say it, you, like, totally... Jumped like, down your throat? To... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we start the episode with an unnecessary uh, little speech from Caitlin about making the days count. I thought it was useless. Uh, she drops off the date card. It's for Martin, LT, Olu, Spencer, Clayton, Nate, Joe, Rick, Will, and Peter. It's like everyone who doesn't matter. <laughs> well, okay. Except for Nate. Except for Nate. And Joe and Rick. Three Wait, of the contenders. Oh, yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe. Okay, 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 okay. If okay. anything, the other one is bad because the three contenders and the bachelor are in this group. But like, okay, the bachelor doesn't even matter to me because he's got no screen time. Okay, but you're he's telling me that you're me saying no that this point. group doesn't matter. It's literally okay. it's the opposite. It's the exact opposite. This is the only group that matters. They don't matter to me. Okay. <laughs> all of these guys, okay, all <laughs> you're about to hate what I have to say even more. But <laughs> so buckle up. Get ready. All of these guys remind me of guys that would hit on me in the grocery store, and I'd just be like, "Okay, thanks, bye." Like that's the vibe I get from this. You're you're telling me you're telling me that Nate walks up to you in a grocery store and flirts with you. You're gonna walk away from him. I'd be fine with that. Okay, I was gonna say with the exception of Joe. I mean, 
hello, Joe and Nate, I'd be fine with being hit on by them. Like they are cute. I'm here for them. They're the only reason I'm keep I'm still watching <laughs> and this podcast. <laughs> I just feel like you need to like step aside for a few days and like get your head on straight because this season is good. These men are good. You need no. to step up. Not even this, not even the bachelor. He's not even doing anything. How can he? There's too many people. Okay, that's true. But like, I need to start seeing him do something that I can be like, oh, okay, I get it. He's the bachelor. Okay, like I'm feeling attached to him. They better do that quick because by the time he goes to bachelor, I'm gonna be like, okay. Cool. All right. Well, they show up to an airfield. A plane pulls up, and out of the back seat pops out Michelle. Uh, she is joined by obviously Jay Ellis and Glenn Powell. Yes. Who who who? I didn't know who they were, but we were told by Peter, who pretended to know who they were, that they were the stars of Top Gun Maverick. Um. Yeah, because Top Gun Maverick keeps getting pushed back. It's probably not going to come back and come out until like 2085 at the rate it's going. It was supposed to be out last year. Then it's supposed to be out this year. Then Tom Cruise got, I think he got COVID or something. There was like, he was mad about COVID protocols on his movies. And then now it's pushed back until 2022. Yes. So I think this was supposed, maybe this is before they officially pushed it back. But yeah. Well, yeah. The actors tell them that they're going to be competing in some aviation theme challenges because the movie may be about uh, flying, but it's also about love. So basically, they're just going to basically whoever whoever made Top Gun Maverick gave ABC a lot of money mm -hmm. to pretend that they care about the movie. Who is the director of that one now? It was. It was Tony Scott, R.I.P., the old one. The first one, really the only one that matters. Let's be real. Yeah, I don't Let's know. I really have no idea. But uh, we... Really Top Gun is a very you movie. Oh, I love Top Gun. I just don't know who. Oh. Okay. I just don't know who directed. I, like, I don't. what? Unless it's like Steven Spielberg, I don't really know or care who directs movies. I guess that's, that's true. I'm like, I'm the movie nerd. Yeah, I like, I like movies. I just don't yeah. really care all that much. Uh, I love all the details. Yeah. So the guys show up in their uh, flight suits. We get yeah. a couple of them given uh, call signs. And then we just kind of move on. Yeah, I'm really glad. They could have easily had Pilot Pete come back for this. No, this could have been they, like a I think thing. they want to bury that. Yeah, no, that's true. But this, this could have been a thing. Where well, they I have been, Peter like, News later, so we can talk about Peter later. Peter News? Peter did an interview <laughs> in response to Madison Maddie's book. Oh, wait, oh, did she write about it? She, well, obviously she did. Like, she's, that's her claim to fame. Well, she sa he says that he didn't read it yet. Which that's I amazing. believe, I believe that he has not read it, but I believe that someone gave him the printed out sections about him. <laughs> okay, I'm excited about hearing about this. But so they come out, they get some, a few of them get call signs. Uh, they call Martin Frosty from his Frosted Tips, and they call Peter Doughboy. 
And they start doing push-ups. <laughs> Doughboy. <laughs> and then, so on the nose. <laughs> yeah, it was a little. It was a little on the nose. Then, because they they knew obviously that's what they was going to be about. Because they were like, "What do you do, mm-hmm. Peter?" Right. Like, come on now. And then they get into one of those uh, G G four spinners. It's very reminiscent of um, Nick Viles' season. That's where him and Vanessa like really hit it off. And, and she was throwing up like crazy. Matt's season did it too. They did? Yeah, remember because Sarah threw up in it? Oh yeah. Yeah. This was so all is- this was all pre-Michelle too. So I wonder if Michelle even knew. Yeah. It's like this is kind of this is kind of a redone date. Over and over again, except so, yeah. for now with the uh, with the Top Gun thing to it. Well, so they get into their G four simulator, simulator, and they're told to say sweet things and nice things about how much they care about Michelle. Which I'm just like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's honestly like the third time some of these people have even talked to her. So I don't right. think you can really profess feelings. To someone you've met three times, but that's not a, the point on, of the show, I guess. I'm still like, what is happening? Uh, How? How are you saying these things? Yeah. Peter uh, says a bunch of words in Italian. And then Will comes up. And according to Peter, says the same exact things that he said, but in Spanish. How does Peter know? Does he know Spanish? I mean, I think they're, they're, the, they're the same root language. Well, yeah, but still. <laughs> But he probably heard, uh, maybe he heard, like, common words. You're right. You're right, though. I mean, he, he probably know. Because, like, they're both, they're both, like, Latin-based languages. Yeah. No, that makes sense. It's true. So, uh. But, Peter, shut up. <laughs> but, uh, Gosh. so then he gets out and... That that's kind of the end of that. It wasn't super interesting. I just love that um, he just hates Will. <laughs> he yeah, hates no, yeah. Peter, so Peter's entire character is pizza guy hates Will. Yeah, like literally, he says that Will is absolutely. What does it say? Um, oh, so Spencer says that Will is absolutely embarrassing Peter. Um, gosh, Peter. Yeah. Well, they start, he starts embarrassing Peter when they do the next, like, dogfight challenge. Mm-hmm. And can, are we just going to go, we're just going to blow past the part that the most impressive thing of this entire episode was Clayton completely obliterating the guy that he fought against in this challenge? Uh, yeah, that was pretty intense. It, he just blew this man out of the water. I just love also that, um... Clayton, like I was complaining about how he hasn't done anything. He has scenes like this, and then it's like, okay, let's hide him in the background now. You know, <laughs> like he does the beginning of the episode with this, with the with group J, and then it's like you don't see him for the rest of the time. Well, to be I fair, don't know though, if they're gonna took him away. That's like most keep... of, that's most of the group. I, right, but I just felt like maybe did, I, did I don't we, know. Did we hear from Joe again after this date? Okay, you're right though. You're right. 
because Joe literally has not said he has not said a word. Basically, all of Joe, all of all of Joe's shots are him just looking grateful that his edit did not turn out like Brendan on the beach. For real, yeah. <laughs> like Joe, all the time when you see Joe, he's just like this. like that's joe all the time all day every day just like thank the lord that i'm not the villain yeah so so, but you're right though clayton did he did really show him up he did show he was like here's how strong i am here's who's boss um and he i mean you could definitely see sec football player yeah as he blasted that guy out of the sky yeah. Uh, then true. they, after that, they hand out the winning title. It's given to Will, mm-hmm. who not only gets to drive around in an old, really small car that's probably uncomfortable at his size, mm-hmm. but he gets a dope bomber jacket. Okay, that bomber jacket though was legit. It was. It was pretty cool. Like I would be like. Listen, I'm gonna wear this thing all the time. Like I currently, my bomber jacket right now is currently um, my new Roy Kent sweatshirt. It looks like a Roy Kent jersey from uh, Ted Lasso. I love it. I'm addicted to it. If someone were to take this Roy Kent sweatshirt and, well, I won't get ahead of myself, but if they were to treat it like this bomber jacket, I would, I would probably be livid. I mean, yeah, if it's your favorite jacket, yeah. Yeah. So currently currently I'm living all day, every day in this Roy Kent jersey. So I kind of get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really have a favorite piece of clothing at the moment, to be honest. But oddly enough, something I've been enjoying recently is a super soft crew neck sweater that I got mm-hmm. at Dollar General. What? Super soft. I love you how you did like a little drum roll there too. <laughs> well, we were up from our we were up way up north for my brother's wedding, mm-hmm. and it was pretty chilly, and we were gonna go shooting before the wedding, and all I had was a t-shirt and shorts, and it was not t-shirts and shorts weather. <laughs> so we went by Dollar General to get some stuff. And I saw some sweaters, and I bought a sweater. It was like five bucks. I really do love when that happens. It I was, really do. Yeah, it was good. So, so I appreciate uh, that. The daytime portion of our date ends, and we head to the evening portion. Uh, Michelle spends some time with Clayton, uh, where Clayton gets her to do some spinning with him. Then, yeah, after uh, spinning for him, she didn't. Did she do the? She did. I can't remember what she did. No, the she said that that would have been her worst nightmare. Okay, so because that—that's what I was just thinking. I was like, wait, but he did it, and he still was like, let's spin around. Yeah, <laughs> he's probably like, here's how strong I am. Also, here's how strong my stomach is. Because <laughs> I'd be uh, like, bro, why are you spinning after the day that you had? <laughs> He was trying to get her to spin a little too because she got off scot free. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Uh, so, but she talked to some that. of the other guys. We get into more issues between Peter and Will 
Peter is upset that Will got the jacket that he probably assumes that he should have won. Yes. Even though he was disappointing. Uh, oh, gosh. So, I'm, like, getting tense just thinking about this. <laughs> so while Will is either with Michelle or with producers and a film crew or whatever, Peter puts the jacket on, walks away, and then throws it in the pool. He comes back. The guys grill him about what he did with the jacket. He just tries to tell them to let it go. I can't believe that this happened. <laughs> just even thinking about it more. I'm like, I can't believe that a grown man did this. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And like, the we- fact that he was like, what? Just, like, let it go. Just yeah. what? Don't worry about it. And Because did they see him take the jacket? They saw him take the jacket and put it on and walk away, but they yeah. didn't know what he was doing with the jacket. They thought he was just going to show off. I think that yes. I didn't. You can't predict that he was going to throw it in a pool. No, I don't even know. Do you even think that he knew he was going to do it? No, I think he was just walking around to do something disrespectful with it, and then yeah. saw the pool. Like I think that he just super rash in the moment was like. I'm parade this jacket around. This is BS. There's a pool. Boom. And then he was probably like, oh, I've made some mistakes. <laughs> so before he throws the 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 jacket in the pool, let's talk about their argument while they're sitting down. Because <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, Will tells Peter that he'd be happy to knock his butt down. <laughs> and then Peter yells, I got three locations. I change lives one slice at a time. I hate him. <laughs> I just, I can't with him. Most everybody oh. else walks away. Nate seems to be either too embarrassed to move or was too entertained <laughs> to leave. I think it's both. I think that Nate simultaneously, they rendered him into some sort of, um, what do they call it when you can't move? It's not comatose, but it's like, uh, what's that thing? <laughs> yeah. It's not rigor mortis. What is it? Catatonic. He was in a catatonic state. <laughs> <laughs> like this embarrassment and entertainment, like it was too much for those two things to meet in the middle. And he was just straight up like a vegetable for a couple of minutes. Like, cause he straight up did just sit there like, what's going on? I love yeah. it. Uh, we cut back to the lobby of the hotel for a minute where we get the one-on-one day card dropped off and it's for Rodney. Uh, Malik, though, is not worried because he thinks that Rodney is firmly in the friend zone and not a contender. Right, right. Well, Malik, uh, you are the pot and you need to meet the kettle. Right. Shut up, Malik. No one knows who you are. I am really abrasive. Well, yeah, you need to tone it down like a notch or two. <laughs> fine, fine. I don't care at all. Uh, Martin spends some time with Michelle, who decided. Who decided? I don't. What did you think about this? He decided to take off his glasses, like early on in the makeout. Yeah. I mean, I think men with glasses are hot. But like, I don't know. It I just think weird. it's kind of weird. I think it's weird that he took him off. 
to make out. So clearly he's not short-sighted. Clearly he can right. see up close. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, that is weird. That, that's like, let's make out. Hang on. Let me remove my glasses. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> it reminds I me of, I, I have a cousin and he's a lot littler than I am. And he wore glasses <laughs> and whatever we were about to rough house. His mom would, oh, would he say, remove the glasses. <laughs> she'd say, pause glasses, and she would take his glasses, and then we could start fighting. <laughs> That's hilarious. That, this is what that reminds me of. It reminds, like, me, reminds me of I have wait, stop. We can't make out till I take off my glasses. Like that's that is weird. Like I can't, I had to put myself in the moment and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if it It's one thing and it's even one thing to take them off before you make out. But to yeah. do it mid makeout is weird. Mid makeout, like that's the that's the thing that's bothering me. Like yeah. is the mid makeout. I'm gonna take my glasses off. Like it's that's weird. I I'm I'm just trying to think back. <laughs> I'm trying to think back on personal experience. <laughs> I've never had somebody do that. I've not had I've not had a man remove his glasses. Mid makeout. Yeah, I that's think weird. it's just you just kind of avoid the. Uh, the Michelle says that Martin is a mature man who knows what he wants. And this was after he made sure that he stopped her aside at the group date itself and made sure she was okay after the stressful rose ceremony that Jamie caused. Oh my gosh, Jamie. Ah, Jamie, I can't, I can't even think about Jamie right now. Um, yeah. So he's checking in on her, making sure she's all right. So, yes. Uh, Peter, back to uh, where Peter throws the jacket in the water. He says the jacket, he tells us the jacket's a symbol of the disrespect I continue to get. So I had to put him in his place. Uh, he comes back. Nate asks, dude, what did you do with the jacket? And he says, it looked a little dirty, so I decided to give it a bath. The guys are laughing, but, like, it's like an uncomfortable laughter. Uh-huh. And then he says, if Michelle finds out about it, it's going to ruin the date. And then Will comes back, and like we talked about earlier, he gets very upset about the fact that the jacket is in the water. But before he starts to cry and walk away, Nate tells him, as long as you kind of just sit sit there, kick it. You will forever be regarded as the bigger man, which he was, because honestly, there's a chance that until tonight's episode airs, that Michelle didn't know that that jacket ended up in the water. Uh, yeah, I really, yeah. Because once Peter's gone, there's no reason for him to say anything. No, but that man, I wonder, I wonder if she, did she comment on Twitter or anything? Did she say anything like, because I didn't might have. see Let me, anything. That's a good call. Let me check. Um, because, yeah, I wonder if she did know. Um, or, yeah, if she found out before. That just really, like, grinds my gears. <laughs> I can't <laughs> believe. I cannot believe that someone did that. All right. Um, I'm, let me see. I'm not uh, seeing anything. Yeah. I think no, she, she only tweeted a couple times during the episode. Let's see. Um, oh, what was I going to look for? Oh, yeah. Bachelor happy hour. 
I can't remember. I think Will's on today. Yeah, Will was on today. So I'm going to listen to that and see um, if he told Michelle. Um, man, I like honestly, though, I mean, he's right, though, like because those guys, you know how you know how pissed off they get whenever someone whenever someone um, ruins a group date. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they get really ticked uh-huh. and it takes all the attention away. And so Will just had to absorb all of that negativity <clears throat> and be like, just hold it, hold yeah. it. And that sucks. Cause I, I don't know. I, he, he, he says to us, I earned that jacket. Not only because it was mine, it was the meaning behind it. It meant that any mm-hmm. obstacle that Michelle and I go through in life, I'm going to be there to overcome it. And Peter had to ruin it. Yeah, that's what sucks is that you never expect someone to be that immature. You know, it's like one thing to be like hating on each other verbally and be like, get out of here, you know, but you never really expect another adult, at least for me, like it throws me off significantly when I and when I encounter an adult that is super immature because I'm like, whoa, hey, what's this weird like feeling? Oh, it's because I haven't really talked to somebody like this since like sixth grade. It's only happened like probably twice in my adult years. Um, once, <laughs> like, yeah, twice, twice in my adult years. I would say like once professionally. And it's weird when you run into it though. Cause you're like, yeah, I mean, like we, we, we kind of mentioned this before cause we don't know anything about Will's past. Mm-hmm. So he may have had a hard life where people didn't really compliment him or people didn't tell him they were proud of him or people he didn't get gifts and to be given a gift and that was in his mind from Michelle yeah who he at this point is really emotionally invested in and to have Peter ruin that probably really upset him I don't know if it was crying worthy but I would be pretty upset too yeah like that I, I just can't believe that he did that I can't just rethinking about it, I'm like, hmm. Yeah. But Will, it sucks again that he had to absorb all of that. But you know, he was the bigger man. He didn't go run into Michelle and being like, he just threw my jacket in the water. You need to get rid of him now. She Here's probably would have. Is. Yeah, yeah. But so, who does that speak to more, Nate or Will? Why Nate? Or no, who, wait, who, who was oh, it that recommended? Oh, because Nate was the one who said don't? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's don't a... think Will would have. Yeah. Because if he was going to, he would have walked off right away. Yeah. But, so, uh, so for, while Will is presumably with the producers, you know, kind of cal- calming down after what uh, Peter did, Clayton. I forget. I forget that the producers are like so readily available there. Well, because they're not like only, last night was a reminder. Yeah, <laughs> because they're not only there with them in that sense, but also because like they're constantly doing these like ITMs. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. why I think it's like there's only like half the guys in the holding area at any one time. Mm-hmm. Because they're doing other things. One of them's with Michelle, but the other ones are probably just doing video, doing like yeah interviews and stuff. But oh, uh, Clayton talks to Peter. He says, 
Clayton confronts Peter about what he did. Peter says, quote, I got a love. I got a lot of love for you, bro, but don't get involved. Oh my gosh. Are you getting like, uh, Peter's in with the mob? Right. Yes. He's like, like, it's so weird. He's like, yo, Clayton, don't worry about it. Uncle Uncle Jimmy, take care of it. (laughs) Like his energy is so weird. But he's, like, not even, like, the star of a mob story. No. He's, like, the side guy to the side guy. No, that's what, that's what the pizza shops are for. They're <laughs> yeah. just fronts. <laughs> he actually makes terrible pizza. Right, right. But it's, like, they got to have, like, a home base. Yeah. A meeting place. So, oh, my gosh, though, Peter. Uh. Uh, so, eventually, everyone's hanging out there. Will comes back, Nate, with Nate ready for another explosion, says, everybody buckle the F up when Will comes back. (laughs) And uh, they just kind of, I guess for whatever reason, they just kind of let it go. Yeah, I felt like it was very, like, like, uh, I don't want to say unresolved, but it just felt like maybe, like, anticlimactic. Because I guess it wasn't, like, such a blowout thing that it was like, okay. I think Will was trying very hard to just keep it contained. And that's why he just kept quiet, but he ends up winning. Like we said, in the long run, because he gets the group date Rose. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, sorry. Martin gets the group date Rose, but he ends up winning later on. Mm -hmm. Martin gets the group date Rose. And then they, Go for a slow dance to the unofficial Top Gun Top Gun theme song "Take My Breath Away," and yep. uh, done by a string trio. So, <laughs> I just man, this Top Gun date was so specific. Top Gun, it was like we're gonna do everything we can to get you to go see the new movie next year. Yes. <laughs> You're gonna love the movie in 2022, long after yeah. the season airs. Just remember this episode. Like right. so many people probably saw this and they're like, oh yeah, there is a second one. Then we <laughs> like see, I said, that sucker uh, keeps getting pushed back. We see Will fishing his jacket from the pool. Cool. Do you think it was ruined or do you think it just needed to dry out? I think they probably just replaced it. Yeah. I think yeah, they, they had a... to have had another one. Yeah, I think they probably just gave him a new one. That sucks, though. Yeah. Uh, so we are getting started for Rodney's group date. I was very concerned about Rodney's group date because guess when guess when it started? When? In the evening. Oh, you're right. I was concerned because I there's been a theme with mm-hmm. these uh, seasons. If you get the evening the evening one on one, you're probably not staying. He's going to get sent home. Right. Like, I thought, I think when Rodney, oh, when she said, I'm going to see if he can get himself out of the friend zone. That's when I was like, oh, Rodney. And it was you're like, a danger boy. Yeah, it was, it was definitely pretty evident that this was make or break. And he was one of the few ones to actually make. Yeah, he did. He broke out of that friend zone. Um, I'm just also, gosh, I'm still thinking about Top Gun. Like, I just thought Highway to the friend zone. (laughs) 
set of danger zone. Get it. Well, yeah, I got it. We're just moving on. <laughs> but don't try uh, to move on. Let them laugh. Let the listeners laugh. They're for not. Pause for laughter. They're not. <laughs> we'll just be pausing for silence. So uh, Michelle and Rodney do their date. They're going to do some truth or dare. The mm-hmm. first dare is Michelle puts on a blindfold and Rodney <laughs> feeds her some food from the room service menu. Uh, yeah. The first one was French fries. Easy. The second one, I thought it was a fun callback because he gave her pizza. Yeah. And she said pizza or if it was you, lasagna. <laughs> And then they went and handcuffed themselves together, and they had to open giant presents to find the key. Like, what do you think about dates like this? I think these are the kind of dates I would want to have if I was on the show. Yeah. Don't give me rock climbing. Don't give me skydiving. I don't want to do that stuff. Give me real stuff. Yeah. 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 Like when just... the date that this reminds me of a worse version of the Tasha Ivan date mm-hmm. when they ordered in room service played games and hung out that's the kind that's of exactly dates. what I was thinking that's the kind only of only in like I a fancier place yes because that was the first time that I saw a date like that I mean granted it was a COVID date but like like a date low-key like that that was like, we're just mm-hmm. literally going to hang out and do what we would do in real life. So, yeah, this, uh, I don't know. But ever since Tasha, I feel like there's been a number of things that happened on Tasha's season that they try to recreate that now I'm kind of like over it. Like it was cute last year, but now I was like, I don't, I don't know. Well, wait, when there's we just... can, when we hopefully for. Clayton season, and it's not for Clayton mm-hmm. season, the next Bachelorette season, are able to travel internationally, then I believe that this will become ideas of the past that they mm-hmm. use on occasion. But like we keep saying, they are handcuffed yeah. by the situation. So we have to... <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I didn't Literally even need to do that. That's funny. <laughs> they, are, they are handcuffed by the pandemic and travel restrictions. Yeah. So it's just it's just a struggle so far. It is what it is, yeah. Uh, they get to the final dare, and it says that one of them has to streak naked through the lobby. Obviously, it's not going to be Michelle. I knew that. Would they, they might as well have just said, hey, Rodney, you're going to streak through the lobby because we're not going to make Michelle right. do it. Right. Um, I did see, oh, my gosh, and I know that you, you ignore this, um, posting, but there is the Bachelorette Scoop, um, and yes, sometimes they do. There's BachelorNation.scoop, and they do do spoilers, so you have to be very careful with them. But there was one um, where it said, "Oh my gosh, where was it?" It said, um, "What would we do if the Bachelor had women running around naked?" Um, yeah, so Clay Harbor. Um, said, if The Bachelor has a woman run around naked, would that be acceptable? Serious question. Hashtag The Bachelorette. And Caitlin tweets back and says, I would do it. In fact, I did do it. Extra points for someone finding the clip of me jumping off the dock naked from 
from a dare. And then um, somebody did find it and posted it. Um, Andy Foster, apparently, I don't know who that is, but somebody found it. And they said the, the footage that is, um, that was asked for, Caitlin is a legend. And again, ignore my phone, cracked phone, but she did in fact <laughs> take her bikini bottom off. She took everything off and just jumped into the, yeah. into the water. Honestly, if there was going to be a one to do, it would have been Caitlin. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or Katie. Caitlin or Katie, I feel like. I think it was just going to be Caitlin. You don't think Katie would have done it? No, I I, I I think Katie was more sex positive in, like, a private setting. Yeah. Where Caitlin was much more, I'll just kind of do whatever I want whenever I want mm-hmm. to do it. I Yeah, I really liked Caitlin as Bachelorette. She's fun. Yeah, I wish I had seen her season. I might have to try to find yeah. her somewhere. Uh... So, Rodney is sprinting up the stairs and around the lobby, naked. Michelle, Tasha, and Caitlin are cheering him on. You see some of the guys come out of their rooms to see what everyone's yelling oh, about. Oh, yeah. And then oh, he's like, it's worse because your bros are out here, like, watching it. Right. Olu yells, <laughs> yo, why you butt naked? Get some clothes on. So funny. And then they eventually um, I let did him get text dressed. you one of the tweets of the night that said... It's my favorite ever. Where it said, y'all are laughing, but how could they show this knowing... I can't even get it out! (laughs) Y'all are laughing, but how could they show this knowing that Yosef has a kid? (laughs) (laughs) That is is still a good tweet. I just... I love that call back. (laughs) Get Yosef out of here. (laughs) But um, that killed me. I loved it. But yeah, no, Rodney was such a good sport, though. Rodney was such a good yeah. sport, for sure. Michelle and Rodney go sit in a random bed because there's multitudes of them being unused. Right, for, of course. Of for course. the truth portion of this truth or dare date. Uh, Rodney admits that his greatest fear is not becoming a father or a husband. I'm just like, bro, you're so young. Oh, I know, when he said that, I was like, yeah, but oh. like <laughs> it's not where I saw that fear going. Yeah, he was like he was like passing away before I become a father or husband. He wasn't even like I fear it not happening. He was like I fear passing away, like legit dying before it happens. Like that's where I was like, okay, wow. And then so, uh, Michelle, he's like, big- he's like, I gotta do something. Before I die, <laughs> right? He's gonna be. He's gonna have. He's gonna request a honeymoon baby so that he just doesn't die. Right, right. He's like, the lineage has to survive so that I can get married, have a baby, and that's it. You know, then I'll chill. Then I'll chill. It's like after that, he just like stops working out, doesn't take any medicine. Right. Then he's, he's like, like I, what I I was called to do. <laughs> Came here to get married and have a kid. I don't care if I live after. I don't. See, I don't need to see the kid. I just need to know that I have one. Oh my gosh! But uh, Michelle's biggest fear is being complacent, and she also worries about not living in the moment. And then Rodney kisses her, and they start kissing on the yeah. bed. And then uh, after that, Michelle tells us that today Rodney kept chipping away at the friend zone. Mm-hmm. So good for Rodney. He was in the danger zone. He was in the friend zone. 
now he's out of it. Now he's got that rose. He's surviving another week. Yes. Uh, he tells us she's truly one of the most amazing people I've ever met. She's my hero. Just. Okay. Pretty strong words, but okay. He just, <laughs> he is desperate to keep that lineage going, man. He really is. He really is. Because when, even when they were talking about, you know, who they are as people and like their stories and everything. And he tells her like, I'm just looking for my queen. And I'm just so impressed by you. You know, <laughs> it's basically like, you are the queen. Like I'm bowing down right now. I'm going to put a ring on you. I'm going to have a baby by tonight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just sometimes this show just, I'm just like, I don't know. Exactly. That, that bachelor nation bubble must be powerful, man. Exactly. Because these people aren't actors. No. It's just, a, is, is it just that intense? Like, like Greg said in the last, after the final rose for Katie's mm-hmm. season, they're not Michelle, not everyone in that is Meryl Streep. Right. So these people so, actually believe the things they're doing and saying are the best thing to do. Yeah, they're so caught up in the world of, like, in this world of the Bachelor Nation, it's like all you have time for is to focus on falling in love, (laughs) you know? And yes, you'll make friends, but, like, you're not even thinking, like, I can't even, I'm just thinking about this right now, like, this bubble of theirs, like, at least, like, real life, like, for us, if we're on, if, you know, we're falling in love with people, we're still going to work you know we're still like living other things of life and bachelor nation it's like you're not going to work you're not talking to your friends you're not talking to your family you are single-handedly like you're just focused on this person and time with your homies in the house like that's it and you and your homies are just talking about the same girl and yeah you're like building relationships and stuff but like that's it. You're not going to work. Like I said, you're not talking to your family and friends. You're not going to the grocery store. It is all about love. Yeah. So the fact that it can manufacture that sort of like, no wonder people think that they're like, oh my gosh, this is the person. Because that's all you had time to think about. Yeah. I just realized that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird, man. Uh, yeah. So we move on to the dinner portion of the date. Which leads to Michelle telling us a story about a time that she got called the N-word at the grocery store. Yeah. And she said that the response, she talked about how her partner was less supportive, less than supportive when he found out what had happened and how she responded. Mm-hmm. He's, she said, quote, the response was more how I was giving the woman more power because I was upset about, about it because I chose to be upset about it. I mm-hmm. had to justify emotions, my emotions. I shouldn't have to justify my feelings. Yeah. That. I was like, really? Like, you had to justify why you're upset about me calling the N-word? I mean, it was obviously a, I mean, it was so clearly a white guy. I don't know. Did you hear that knocking? I didn't hear anything. Oh, I thought somebody was at my door. <laughs> I was like, wait. Nope. <laughs> I think my neighbor's just hammering something. 
you know, why wouldn't you be hammering away at 740? Hey. Perfect time for it's hammering. Weird? No, I still don't hear it. That's weird. Do you guys hear it? Comment below. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, if um, I don't hear it, they don't hear it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so um, I don't know. Like I, I do think it's interesting that there are so there's so many layers to explore in having a lead of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's we continue to hear these stories, you know, and these like, um, like it's just a little bit more. It, it's just interesting to me. Like I can see how on one hand people are like, I'm just here to have fun. I don't want to hear these serious stories, you know, um, about hardship. But on the other hand, it is like, but this is what when you're asking, like when you have a diverse cast, a diverse casting, you're going to hear more things of the world as opposed to just the same type of stories, you know? And so that, that is what I appreciate, you know, of that diversity in, in, in what makes up, what makes the human that's the lead, the lead, you know what I mean? Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I like it though. Uh, she gives him the date rose, and he says he's very excited about it. Yes, he says you make it easy for me to trust you. Uh, they again, like you don't really know her that no. well. <laughs> they share a kiss, and then we move on to group date number two, which has Jamie, Leroy, Chris G, Casey, Malik, Chris S, Brandon, and Romeo. They go to meet Michelle. Uh, Jamie, ever Mr. Confident, says there's pressure on these other guys to be out on a group date with me, knowing that I have already spent quite a bit of, I already have quite a bit of time spent establishing trust with Michelle. Uh, He is, honestly, I think that he thinks he's already won. Yeah. Like, his level of confidence is weird. Yeah. I mean, he did have one really good group date. I'll give it to him. Like, that was a solid group date. But then he just really showed who he is. And it's like those life experiences that he explained to her and to us last week that we really could have been like, okay, Jamie. Like, wow. You know, thanks for sharing your story. Like, we see who you are. But it was like, wow. He really... Who he is really went another direction. Yeah. He could have been a real hero when he chose to be a villain. And that was his that was his choice. Uh, yeah. They show up. They walk in. And a poet named Rudy Francisco, who is apparently the biggest poet in America, according to Chris G. But he she he is telling a story about his grandmother and now we're all going to hear some life stories I think it's hilarious the fact that uh, who was it Chris G yeah. So was it? yeah Chris G like lost his mind when he walked in I was like I have never seen someone excited about a, spur- a spoken word poet <laughs> on this show like he you would have thought that this was like you know George Carlin or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, whoa. But, you know, he's a motivational speaker, right? 
So he's like, and he said that he basically single-handedly inspired him to do what he does. So I was like, all right, maybe they just picked him for you then, Chris G, because I don't know if anybody else knew who he was. Nope. Uh, Leroy talks to us for the first time since <laughs> he showed up on the screen. Uh, Leroy yeah. says, I've never written a poem before, but being expressive is just being able to be open, vulnerable while remaining yourself. And yeah, it makes sense yeah, that yeah. he's never written a poem before because he's a sci- he's a student of the sciences. And sciences don't do a lot of the science students don't do a lot of lit. He's probably he's gotta have written a poem like in school or maybe something. like maybe like elementary or middle yeah. school English, probably. Yeah. Maybe he maybe he means he's never written one that he wanted to write. Like an actual poem. Yeah. Maybe. So they're gonna write some some poems about some life experience, and we just go ahead and jump. I mean, we we get them, we get a few pictures and video of them like sitting in various corners or leaning on a wall writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we get Brandon first. He. He does some rhyming. Chris G does a pretty good impression of this. <laughs> of like, he like he he looked like he was just like, I'm a guy who has seen forty eight. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was thinking poets. too. Like and he's, he's like, like trying to do exactly what they do. Yeah, like he's got the rhythm down. He's got like he's like, Oh my gosh, I'm one of you. You know, this is really his application to this guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, to be like, can I go on the road for you? Can I open for you? Um, yeah, no, I, I love the fact that you said he, he did a really good impression of a spoken word poet. Um, and then, though, uh, did we get Jamie before or after Michelle? Jamie came before. Well, yeah, because Michelle was Michelle, Yeah, Michelle did hers at the end. Yes, Jamie claims that he lost his notebook. Okay, then, how do you freaking lose your notebook there? He did. Get out of my face. He did, and he decided he was just going to do a story, so he threw his notebook away. That was so dumb. How was, like, the fact that he even got up there, he couldn't just say, you know what, I was in the process of writing a poem, and then I just decided that this is, I wanted to tell you more of, like, a an allegory or something. You know, he could have just done that. Instead of lying and being like, I lost my notebook. Jamie, you've only been here and there. You have not lost your freaking notebook. Well, Casey agrees. Casey says, write a poem about your personal feelings. Did this guy not understand? Jamie didn't follow the assignment. Jamie might be preparing to be a motivational speaker slash cult leader as he tells (laughs) us a parable. Gosh. Okay, so you're not on TikTok, right? No. There's this TikTok trend that goes around where it says... I understood the assignment. Oh, yeah. No, I, I know that because anything that's cool on the talk is cool on the gram. It'll make it to the gram. So I watch TikTok stuff on Instagram. Okay. Well, so whenever, when he said yeah. I didn't follow, he didn't follow the assignment, I thought I just, that was the only thing I thought of. He's like, ah, ah, I understood yeah. the assignment. Well, no, you didn't, Jamie. Right, right. Exactly. Casey understood I the thought, assignment. I thought that same thing. That's so true. <laughs> So everyone's just like, what is this dude doing? This is not at all what we were supposed to be doing here today. 
the fact that Michelle didn't really like say anything either like it was just like cool okay like I don't know I just don't understand Jamie's headspace no Brandon says Jamie had some weird TED talk that wasn't to Michelle it was to like (laughs) all of us about a rabbit down a road or something like that And then Mm -hmm. Michelle goes up and does her speech, her poem. She talks about being labeled as the token black girl growing up in a white neighborhood. Uh, She wasn't, she didn't really fit in unless she was following the basic white, basic white trends. And uh, she didn't feel like she ever really belonged because she felt like it was white people dated white people. And that she wants to be the role model young brown girls see when looking up. Yeah. And I, I feel like she's already really, said all that. <laughs> it was it was really emo- the part where she where she says uh, be, earlier in the season they played part of that speech where she says uh, yeah picked picked last for prom but first for basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm the girl who just always wanted to be loved. And then this is when we got him. It's like, where did this speech come from? Right. I, I assumed it was I assumed it was going to be from her proposal speech. Oh. I thought they probably well, took it from I that. See. Yeah. I can see how that could be that. Like, but yeah, because you yeah, you hear it in the previews. Yeah. So bit. I yeah. I thought they were taking it probably from like that final, like the proposal day speech, whether they actually mm-hmm. proposed or not, I thought mm-hmm. it probably was taken from that. But it turns out it was just taken from this. Her spoken yeah, word poem. That it was. It was super. It was super um, personal. I think very vulnerable. It was very vulnerable. Like at first, when I watched it last night, I was like, I feel like Michelle's already said these things to us. Whatever. Not whatever. You know, like. And like I said, as a woman of color, I, like I, I'm not, you know, I'm not just bashing her, but like when I think about it again, I, I had, when I was watching it last night, you know, it's like, okay, it does take a lot of vulnerability to say that in front of a group of people, you know, to say, this is how you, this is how you feel. This is how I felt growing up. This is how I felt this moment, you know, um, feeling like she said, like, you know, picked last for prom, what was it? Last for prom, but first for basketball. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And yeah, and she, I think what was really the most powerful part was when she was tongue, talking about all the reasons that she told herself that she was never like gotten into real relationships. And like, mm-hmm. she just like, I had to eventually admit that none of those were true. But yeah. They didn't like me because I was, they didn't want to date me because I was black, not because mm-hmm. I was a basketball star, or not because I was a late bloomer, but because I was black. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, so even now, like, just thinking about it, the more we're talking about it, I'm like, man, that was, hers was the best poem of the night. Yeah. Well, I mean, she probably Let's got help from the guys. Yeah. From the guy to write it. Yeah. To make it, to make, to get across what she was trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Leroy says, it was refreshing for me to hear that she's been impacted by being the token black, but not only impacted, but strengthened. Mm-hmm. Leroy. I'm the like only, probably the only time we'll hear from Leroy. Um, yeah. Brandon talks to Michelle first. He says that he too felt like the token brown kid in a very white high school. And then they have a good conversation. 
they make out a little, and then he says, "I'm of truly, course, of course." And then Brandon says, "I'm truly falling in love with this woman." Are you Brandon? Like, are you uh, of the non Nate Joe crowd? He has gotten the most attention. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. But still, falling in love. Not gonna lie, I think there's gonna be a shakeup in my rankings when we get to it. Yeah, which, um, side note, how did you do on your Rose League last night? I think it was fourth. Okay, I don't know why these standings appear to be fluctuating. Oh, wait, okay. I'm ranked, I'm ranking third overall, apparently. But in episode three, I got, I guess, second place. Yeah, so the, the main number is your cumulative ranking. Okay, because I was like, what is, what is this? But yeah, I have a second place last night. Guys, double side note, join our Rose League team. I posted about it on Instagram yesterday. I'm going to tell you guys again, it's super fun. Yeah, we're, but congrats to, congrats to Jackie, Team Jackie, because she blew us out of the water last night. Team Jackie so. did do well last night. It was kind of irritating. Yeah, she got 173 points. Who is Jackie? Do you know Jackie? I, not that I know of. I don't... I literally don't think I know a single Jackie. I my old roommate was named Jackie. But, but yeah, I don't know her. But congrats to Jackie and thanks for joining our team. Thanks for blowing us out of the water. Maybe next time yeah. at least not do so well so the rest of us can compete a little. Right, right. Leave some room for some other winners, Jackie. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> so <laughs> all right. As a white guy. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed? I love when you speak as a white guy. <laughs> am I allowed to feel the same way as them as the token white guy of my high school? Oh, you know what? I think I think so. As long as you, it's like okay, because as long as you acknowledge the fact that it it is different, it is different because yeah. you don't have yeah. that, but it is you can relate to it. Yes. I th- yeah. Because there was, my graduating class had about 450 students in it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's about 40 white people. Really? Yeah. I think I forget how, how flipped that, that is at that school. Because your school was about 50, 50. Yeah. Yeah. Your like school- it very much was like pretty, it was pretty even. Um, the, the as fur- far as like black and white, yeah. The further east you go in our district, the, the yeah, the the blacker it gets. And mine's like, mm-hmm. I think the legitimately like the numbers for central when I was there were like eighty twenty. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I I forget about that because it's probably a little bit more now. Right? Probably. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't. I don't really know a lot of people who go there anymore. But mm-hmm. yeah. But no, no, I think I think that that's totally allowed for you to have. <laughs> I was just wondering if I was allowed to feel that way. Yeah, no, I think that's. Yeah, I think that that's that's totally allowed for you to say. Like, actually, I have a relatable experience. You know, yeah. um, I can I can relate to that in a different way, but still relate. You know, because I think that's where empathy comes from. You know, that's where you where you are able to say like I kind of I don't understand fully like that experience. But I understand from my experience, you know, um, 
I mean, I was I was more than once called the teacher's the teacher's son, just because really? the teacher just happened to be white. Oh, it happened. It happened to me more than once. That's weird. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Weird times. Okay, we're <laughs> weird, times. weird times. But yeah, no, I think that's totally allowed. I like, yeah, don't ever worry about that. Uh, Michelle is just talking to random guys who at this point don't matter because there's really only two people in the state that do matter at this point. And that's Jamie uh-huh. and Brandon. Jamie is giving us a good voiceover. Uh, he says, there's not really anybody worth any of her attention. No one else really matters to me. Uh, I just can't believe I can't believe Jamie. Jamie sucks so hard. <laughs> it really does. Like so who hard. does this? <laughs> it was like he was growing into like a megalomaniac maniac as the as the state went on. He was it yeah. was like his villain 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 side was just like I'm overpowering all sides now. <laughs> I am the villain. He fully evolved. He made his full evolution into the villain at this date. All behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, he he tells Michelle, I saw myself in that story. Those are things I've also felt growing up. Mm-hmm. And then he tells us that Michelle was captivated by him. And he has the group date rose in the bag. Oh my gosh, I can't with him. Well, Brandon... Like, what is real with him? His confidence. It's him. Well, much to Jamie's surprise and my chagrin, Brandon gets his second group date, Rose. Uh, As he walks away... Dang, it was his second group date, Rose. Dang, so he is really like... This man is up there. You're right. You're right. I didn't realize it was the second. Yeah, because he mm-hmm. won the group date rose during the school date last week. Mm-hmm. But to be fair, neither Joe nor Date were on Nate were on that date either. True. 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 So it's easier for him to shine when they're not around. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the plan. <laughs> Maybe she's like, I, I I like them. Let me see who else I don't hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's a good strategy. If I were her, I think that's a good strategy. But this guy, though, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie asks to talk to a producer when he, I, I take it back, he demands to talk to a producer mm-hmm. as he starts away. Right, he's away. like, oh, to talk to you. Uh, he says that Brandon and him are, quote, not in the same league. And then says, I got to wait for six weeks to get to the end of this. I really feel like it would be a stronger group of guys. <laughs> she's in she's in bleeping spring break mode, which is a little bit of a turnoff. I just can't believe that he constantly puts himself above Michelle. Like you're not walking around looking like you're 85. <laughs> like he he constantly <laughs> Puts himself above her every time she does something where he's like, oh, wait. Like, when he even got his his one-on-one, and when he's like, I got to make sure she's right for me. It was just like, yes, you do, but, like, you don't need to unnecessarily say it like that. <laughs> this is probably one of the shadiest characters <laughs> I have seen on here. Uh. Also, I did see um, last night someone had tweeted that 
he, they were like, I know who he reminds me of now. It is Jafar from Aladdin. <laughs> I lost it. Oh, goodness. I was like, oh, my gosh, Jafar. Jafar has entered the group chat. <laughs> so we, we, get to, we get to the cocktail. <laughs> we get to the cocktail party. Uh, Rick sits down with Michelle. And we finally hear from Michelle... I mean, they the guys finally are told yeah. who told her about the uh, the lack of confidence in her decisions and her integrity. I'm glad that it was. I'm glad that it was revealed to Rick, a cooler headed, level headed person. Yeah, who's going to be like, I'm going to carry this information. I'm going to present it in a way that's not like he didn't fly through those doors and it's like, you, Jamie, you yeah. know, like you did this. Like he kept it and addressed it. Yes. Like they were like, let's go talk to him before we go running back to Michelle. Yeah. Um, and I also love that when Michelle revealed it though, do you feel like she in that moment was like, oh shoot, I said it out loud. And she definitely didn't want to. No, because I feel like she said it and then there was another sentence afterwards. I don't remember what she's talking about, but she's like, um, and I think that moment Michelle was like, oh, I, I, I said who it was. This could be some problems. <laughs> yes. Uh, so they chat for a little bit about it. Michelle tells Rick, I feel like I'm not seeing a red flag about, uh, about old Jamie. Then Rick comes back and he's talking to Nate and Casey about what, he heard from Michelle. They call, he says, my comment to Michelle was that, sorry, they call Jamie up to talk to them. Mm -hmm. When yeah. they tell him what Michelle said, Jamie says, my comment to Michelle was that, well, it wasn't necessarily my comment to Michelle. Uh, uh, there's been conversation going on the entire day throughout the house about whether or not um, Joe and Michelle knew each other before and my comment to michelle was hey all the speculation that's been going on has essentially created this character in the room he makes no sense i also love that he kept being like <clears throat> what <laughs> what <laughs> then nate interrupts him and says when did this happen i feel like nobody in the house was talking about it And then, uh, just Jamie doesn't have anything. He really doesn't. He tried to act like it was, like, all good. You know, he tried to act like, oh, okay, remember, guys, though? Remember when we were all mad? Right. <laughs> and they're all just, like, nobody. Like, my favorite part of last week's episode was when Michelle got mad, called, like canceled the cocktail party, gave them all a lecture. And when she left, Rodney was like, did I miss something? <laughs> what happened? Like Rodney was legit like, did I fall asleep during this entire weekend and not know we were mad? <laughs> so eventually the rest of the guys get involved and they're all yelling at Jamie, who continues to poorly defend himself like no one was mad no and i also find that impressive because i do feel like if 
if normally if you're in the house and you find out that you know one of the guys like she potentially had a relationship with one of the other contestants um i feel like that would bring on a little animosity you know to be like did he have a leg up you know they have messaged before gotta get it but it's like they i don't know nobody was upset with joe ever no at least that we've seen and the fact that when Jamie presented this information about uh, his friend seeing her at a bar mm-hmm. and like, what do you say, booed up with a light skinned baller, which that's that whole string of words. <laughs> when he said that, I was like, Jamie, get the heck out of here. Right. Get out of here with yourself. But nobody was mad about that either. Like, who was it, Rick then when he was like, did you just for, I think it was Rick or maybe it was Casey, I don't remember, but one of them was like, did you just forget that information until now? Right. <laughs> like you never even brought that up until now. So, but nobody was mad. No. Uh, Michelle comes back in the room. She, she comments on the weird vibe because everyone hates Jamie now. And <laughs> Jamie just starts to start talking and says, what I communicated was that, no, I didn't feel like any specific individuals challenged Joe's character or your character it was the open speculation in the house that created its own monster and that had the potential to challenge both of your characters long-term. Does that sound like our conversation? Which is obviously not what happened. Nope. This is when teacher Michelle comes out. Yeah. I just... uh... Like, teacher Michelle is like, okay, you've had your time... You've explained to me the way that you've seen the situation. Here's what actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then Michelle says, when Jamie brought up the, my friend's girlfriend's friend said that you were booed up nonsense. He single-handedly created a false impression about her and about the men in the house. And she does not like that. <laughs> she does not like that. So no. she talks to Jamie for a second and then basically just immediately after that walks him out. I thought for a second, and I was on the phone with my mom, we were both watching, <laughs> and we thought for a second that she literally had been like, you need to go outside and leave, you know? But then when she walked with him, it was like, okay, they're going to go chat. But we both were like, <gasps> like, did she just literally, because I wish that she had just kicked him out and just been like, you know what? Bye. Like, I'm not going to take this nonsense. I got a row ceremony to run. Yeah. Uh, she says, I will not stand to be manipulated in conversation and lied to. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately mm-hmm. for the rest of our friends, the cocktail party has been canceled. <laughs> like, honestly, is there ever a cocktail party anymore? What is the point in in manipulating us into believing the facade of party if i ever went on the bachelor i would literally not even bring a cocktail dress like, i just think they're all gonna get canceled anyway right uh so at this moment will martin and rodney are safe from elimination they're joined by joe rick leroy nate casey chris g chris s clayton olu and romeo Sending Peter, LT, Spencer, and Malik home. Yeah. Malik, who was a day ago 
not concerned about the fact that Rodney was getting a date. That's what I thought. Whenever he his name didn't get called, I was like, that's hilarious. Goes to show you, Malik. Hmm. Okay. Who matters now? Bye. Yeah. Uh, so, unfortunately, we lost our two villains, but I don't expect the villain hole to be open for long. No, because it looks like uh, somebody else is shimmying into that. Um, oh, who was it? Is it bad that know. this season is the opposite of every other season where I don't know the white guys? Okay, I th- I literally was thinking the same thing, but I was trying to figure out a delicate way to say it because I was like, um, the other guy. <laughs> other, other than Clayton, because he told because the world told us he's our next bachelor. Yeah. And all the other white guys, and just like I don't know, and I I don't, don't... know who any of them are. I, wait, who's Dak Shepard? Is that Casey? That's Casey. Okay, because I literally I just keep calling him Dak Shepard, exactly. and then I don't know. <laughs> but there's a little white guy that looks like he's going to be the villain next week. Little white guy's going to be the villain next week. Okay. Little white guy with like salesman hair. Like he looks yeah. like he's going to be it. He's going to be a villain. Well, that'll be next week. Uh, do you have a top four? Top four, I would say definitely Joe. Definitely Nate. Nate. Um, <laughs> that's, what I, that's how I hear his name every time I see it. Like every time I'm just like, Nate. That's how I would say it if I were the bachelorette and I was giving him a rose. I'd be like handing out the rose and I'd be like, no, will you accept this rose? (laughs) Um, So definitely Joe, definitely Nate. Um, Rodney has like, I think he's edged maybe to fourth, maybe. Okay. Um, Oh gosh. You know what though? Brandon, okay, Brandon, number three. I keep, I'm keeping my eye on Romeo. I'm keeping my eye on Romeo. I feel like he he may get in there. It's also maybe because I just think he's cute. Probably. That's it. Yeah. But I don't know about Clayton. I don't know about our boy Clayton. I, I was joking with my mom last night and she was like, wait, has he gotten a rose yet? And I was like, no, what if he goes home tonight? <laughs> and she's like, but he hasn't done anything yet. I don't know anything about him. And I said, right, but what if it's like surprise? Like the producers just really liked him. Yeah. We don't know him. Uh, my top four is Nate at one, Joe at two, Brandon at three, and we have a tie for fourth between Rodney and Rick. I am holding Oh, Rick! I'm holding out the possibility that Rick might not be gone. Rick, 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 Rick. Do you remember that SNL sketch with Amy Poehler? (laughs) I do Um, do like Amy Poehler. Ooh, Rick. Also, that's a white guy we know. That's true. I forgot about Rick. Yeah. Um, ooh, you know what? I, I, I agree with you for the tied fourth. Rodney Rick. Yeah, Rodney Rick. Rick. Rodney. So know. basically we have the same list, except you have Joe one and I have Nate one. Yeah, yeah. I, I have Joe one. And I think that I'm, I think it's kind of predictable if Joe does get it. Um, if he wins her heart. I, th- I, I think, think that Nate, it is. I think either Nate or Joe are not yeah. super surprising. And maybe that's why I'm also bored, because I feel like in my brain I've already wrapped up the season. <laughs> but the 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 fact that we do have 
a two horse race. Yeah. It's impressive. That is true. That is true. We don't feel like it's like a Greg where you're just like, okay, it's him. Right. Whatever. Just the fact that Katie and Blake broke up. Have we talked about that? Yeah, we talked about it last week. Yeah. Before we talked okay. about uh, Katie's embarrassing stand-up performance. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The fact that that happened. Um, and also the fact that Blake literally got picked because Greg went home and she didn't want to end up with uh, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Like, how sad. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right, Peter. Oh, yeah. Tell me, tell me, tell me. So Maddie Pruitt has released a book. Let me pull up the E! News article again. She wrote a book called... What is it called? Her book is called Made for This Moment, Standing Firm with Strength, Grace, and Courage. Because mm-hmm. why not? Of course. It sounds like every other Christian book I've ever mm-hmm. stocked on the shelves of Lifeway Christian Bookstore. Yes, Uh, he said about their relationship, it was literally the most trying and most difficult experience I have ever been through. As much respect for her as I have and think so highly of her, I definitely see there was differences between the two of us that probably weren't going to allow for a meaningful long-term relationship to flourish. Nothing against either one of us. It's just who we are. It's just what it is. So what did she say about him? We don't, I don't know. And he claims he didn't read the book yet. Hmm. I think he's just figuring out what the rest of us knew his entire season is that he is a party boy who lives with his parents and probably as expressed later, as expressed by Hannah and then by Victoria and Hannah Ann is frequently having intercourse with women. Mm-hmm. And Maddie was not going to have intercourse with him. Right. And he went out and he partied with his brother and with his friends in the cities that he went to as a pilot. Mm-hmm. And she did not live that lifestyle. And he was just so bewitched by not only her beauty, because she was very pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also yeah. like her sweet attitude and like her you know, athleticism and whatnot. And they were just never going to work. Right. It, yeah. The writing was definitely all over the place that it was not going to work because he, like he, I mean, he looks like a sweet boy. He looks like, oh, he's precious. He's my baby. But like, I don't think that he, I think that that look is like fools you. (laughs) I would have really liked to see what would have happened if he had just stuck with Hannah Ann and tried to make mm-hmm. it work because she seemed like she was very dedicated to doing what it took to make it work. Mm-hmm. And he seemed like he wasn't. I just can't believe he just didn't need to be with any one of them. No. And that I feel like he makes he made more sense with um, the girl, the third girl that he ended up with. Kelly. The girl that he... Yeah, Kelly. I feel like he made more sense there. But then even after that, that relationship was a train wreck, apparently. <laughs> yes, and they broke up last December. Yeah. And, like, she's since been like, yeah, I don't need that in my life. 
now he, now he is piloting and living with Dustin and doing a podcast with him. He just, I, like I said, I just don't, I, I don't even think that him and Hannah Brown would have worked out. No. Because Hannah Brown is much more like stable and like very like, if I'm in love, like this is it kind of thing. Yes. So yeah, I, I think it was just, oh, it was just such a waste of time to have him as a bachelor. Yes. <laughs> and remember how much you liked him? You can't tell me that he, <laughs> you can't tell me that he was not seemingly a good option after Hannah's season. He wasn't. I never liked him, remember? I told you. I said, please, God, please, Lord above. Please, the good Lord, do not let Pilot Pete okay. be the bachelor. But you thought and God, he... God in his infinite wisdom was like, you know what, though? I gotta allow some things. <laughs> but you but you thought he was gonna be boring, not terrible at it. I thought he was gonna be boring for sure. That is true. He did surprise me. He was not boring. Terrible. He was not he was far from boring. It wrecked me as how bad that season was and how a wreck he was, how much of a wreck the girls were, like everything about the season. And like I've said before, the some of the women on that I think we could have had an incredible season if we had had a better bachelor because I know that my experience watching the show is slim. But he may have been the most incompetent person to ever lead a season of any show. 100,000%. No one has ever leaned on Chris Harrison so hard. Like, he just kept reminding us that, like, oh, Chris lives down the street. Oh, like, I snuck into the mansion, blah, 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 or whatever he did, you know. I don't care. Like, he just... Like, Chris Harrison is probably like, bro, like, go home. <laughs> There's never seemed, there was never an individual on this series who looked consistently as lost as he did. He was unbelievably you, you lost. Could have, you could have picked, you could have made me the lead of the season, having never seen the show before, and uh -huh. I would have been a less lost lead. Because you would have figured it out by, like, week five. Peter never figured it out. <laughs> he just got consistently worse. He never figured it no, out. It's, he it's, even botched his own finale. Like, how do you botch your... Like, at least when Ari changed his mind, at least when, like, way back Jason changed his mind, it was like, oh, what? But, like, okay, there's some ground there. There's some footing. He's like, all right. <laughs> Ari changed his mind and he was like I understand the backlash this sucks but it's what I gotta do you know both men changed their mind they made a good decision they are happy now <laughs> you know Peter changes his mind and then tries to change his mind and is like, look, look, I don't know Kelly where are you at <laughs> like it's uh, it was unbelievable to me I, I think the most I think the most crazy part the craziest part to me was he, like, normally, like, as you do it, you would learn and get better. He did, not only did he not get better, he got worse. He got worse. The, as the the longer, as soon as he let Alea go and then brought her back and then let and her then go again. <laughs> that, that was just like, okay, he's struggling a bit. And then he, 
He talks to Kelsey after she's struggling and then gives her a rose and tells her to go back with the rose. With the rose, right. It's like, basically, you just put a target on her back. He basically, like, hugged her, put, like, a sign on her back and was like, have fun, back in the house. <laughs> like, in that situation, I, I would have been like, look, I like you a lot. You are safe. Just relax a little. I'll see you at the rose. Right. Anyway. But I wouldn't have given her a rose. Do not give her a rose. Right. Do not give her a rose. And I don't know. Like, I, I part of me like wants to rewind time and go back and tell Kelsey, just don't take it. Just be like, give it to me tonight. Give it to me tonight. Like she like doesn't take it. It's like a hot rose. She's just like, no, I can't touch that. I can't touch it. Save it. Save it for later. Probably, honestly, we probably should just tell Kelsey to just leave. Honestly. Just take the next flight out of Costa Rica and go home. It was a rough season for me. Uh, like, still not as hard as Matt James, for sure. Matt James is hard in different kinds. Ways. They were very different kinds. It's true. Both were oh, both were wrecks. Both were terrible. They felt like work. Well, to be... No, no. Uh, they were different in the sense of Matt James's issues and blash uh, and uh backlash all came post recording okay yeah all of all of peter's came <laughs> while the season was currently being was recorded mid-season like it was <laughs> mid, like real-time troubles real like, time. when the when the recording of matt james's season of the bachelor ended they're probably the entire crew was like this is a great season yeah we had a rough start love right (laughs) we had we had a rough start but he really likes her she really likes him solid ending Mm. we're good here and then everything else happened but as they're filming peter's season they're probably just like we should just stop this now (laughs) (laughs) but like mad james now like those girls were terrible peter's girls were terrible together peter's girls like separately Separate them, put them on the island, they're entertaining. Separate them, put them on podcasts, they're great. Put those, like that season of women together, no good. <laughs> no good at all. Don't put that household of women together. I really think that Peter's women would have been fine if they had gotten like, like I said, like a, just a better bachelor. Just a competent <laughs> individual in any way, shape, or form. He just really didn't. Oh gosh, he just, Matt, Matt James... Did Matt James got the women that Peter deserved, and Peter got the women that Matt James deserved. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. Because the women that Peter got could have made Matt James more fun. Yes. Even though Matt James is fun, apparently people keep talking about how he's fun on, fun on Instagram and TikTok, but he was not fun as a bachelor. No. Okay. Uh, we are past our time, Ernie, so we <laughs> I need to go to bed. Oh, yeah. oh gosh yeah I gotta go watch some Chicago Fire before bed so <laughs> <laughs> alright you can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod you can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons please join our Rose League we are a featured partner under Podcasting for the Right Reasons and also our Patreon patreon.com slash podcasting for the right reasons it's so fun the Rose League or the Patreon both both are great <laughs> One, the one Patreon is, and the is, Rose Laker. The Rose Lake is super fun. Yes. I Rose love Lake checking my stats every week. It's fun to keep an eye on as the show is airing to see where you are in the standing to see who's doing well for you and who is struggling. 
but uh, I literally checked my stats like a half hour before I was sitting in a parking lot of Shake Shack waiting for my food. <laughs> and I was like, where am I at? All right. I locked him in. I locked him in. I'm good. Okay. Let's see. There we so, go. It's fun. It's fun. It's a good time. All right. So next week we will be back uh, at the same time that it normally is going up. So keep an eye out for that. But we will see you all next week. Bye.